0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Curran Grillo with us, a licensed psychotherapist, author, speaker, healer, teacher, founder of the Angel Alchemy Academy. An encounter with angels saved her life, cured her of a long depression, and awakened her spiritual gifts. We'll have her talk about that case. She now teaches others all over the planet how to awaken their spiritual gifts, heal their lives, discover their true purpose by working with angels and the divine. She teaches by bridging others with direct mystical experiences, amounts of laughter, down-to-earth spiritual wisdom, and her website is her name linked up at coasttocosteam.com. Her work is called the Angel Experiment. A 20- 21-Day Magical Adventure to Heal Your Life. Corinne, welcome to the program.
0: Oh, goodness. Thank you, George. I'm so happy to be here.
1: I feel the angels all around you right
0: now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you should.
1: (laughs) Good. What was this experience that was so tragic for you, but that uh, the angels pulled you out of it?
0: Uh, well, you know the, the tragic experience was the first thirty-five years of my life. <laughs> been, really? Yeah, it started. It started young. You know, I had a rough, rough go of it early on, and and uh, really suffered with lifelong depression. Uh, and so essentially so much had happened by the age of eighteen that uh really my only prayer back then was was hoping that that day would be my last
1: oh my god
0: I know i know so uh yeah so um so yeah, what happened was I was going through a particularly rough period and um uh, back then, I didn't really talk about my struggles to anyone, but uh, a friend of mine, quote-unquote, coincidentally bought me a healing, She uh, an angel reading and an angel healing. She didn't really know what I was going through at the time. Uh, And so I went to this angel reading, angel healing, and this woman started dropping down the wisdom and started talking Mm -hmm. about my life in a way that I just didn't understand how she knew what she knew what she knew. And you know, when I asked her, okay, what the heck is going on? She said, well, you know, I told you, angels, angels are real. And so, um, so after that, when I left the session, I felt so much better. I felt lifted. Uh, But it was really over the next. Few days. This is what, this is what exactly what she told me. She said, "I want." You and to and
1: how old were you when you had that session?
0: Uh, that was about when I was about thirty-five or thirty. Thirty-five or okay. Yeah, uh. that was about ten or eleven years ago, and so I had that session. And I have to tell you, I mean, I was in a really deep state of 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 just bad juju. You know, I was drinking about a fifth oh my of tequila. God yeah fit the tequila every two days and um and uh on antidepressants and all kinds of other medications just to kind of keep the engines rolling there, yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, so anyways, you know so she said, talk to the angels as if they 're real, and that 's what I did, so uh almost right away, George, the angel synchronicity started happening. Uh, I essentially was asking, angels, okay, show me that you're real. I'm here. I'm talking to you. And so uh, I started seeing all of these angel things everywhere, you know, like trucks with angel wings on them and (laughs) and license plates with the word angel in it. And I remember turning on the radio and having, uh, you know, angel song playing. And and so I thought that was amazing. Um, But it wasn't really until about three days into that that I was driving through um one of the one of the one of the downtrodden areas in Los Angeles and a bird literally fell from the sky and dropped right on the ground on the street and I had to brake uh and as I started driving around slowly drove around the bird I saw that it was about pigeon size but this bird was uh trying to push itself up with one wing but the other wing was broken and mangled and because I'd been working with the angels, it was like my heart was already open and it was so disruptive to me at the time because I had already been having these angel communications and they were all love and peace and I was feeling sure. juju uh, and then all of a sudden here's some bird carnage and so I, I didn't know quite what to do with it. So I decided to use the use the new trick that I'd been playing with, which is talking to angels. So I essentially asked the angels to take this bird out of its suffering. And, uh, and I prayed for it and did the thing and sent it, you know, blessings and drove around it. And as I looked in the rearview mirror, this bird started uh, shaking a little bit on the ground. And it was this notable little vibe, vibe, vibing on the ground. And as I watched, I saw a small, much smaller bird jump up from that bird and fly away uh, Then a second jump up from that bird. And fly away and then a third bird jump up and fly away and and then I looked on the ground and there was nothing there and I at the time I just couldn't believe it so I decided to get out of the car and check out what happened and nothing was there and I I have to tell you the the electricity uh, that happened was so palpable and I just knew that 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 was something spectacular that I witnessed. I didn't quite understand it, but that moment changed me.
1: What do you think angels are, Corin?
0: Yeah, such a great question. Uh, and there's a lot of a uh, lot of debate about what angels are. And I, to be for me, it it's important for each person to really decide for themselves what they are. But uh, cultures across the world, almost every religion, and even indigenous religions, whether it's a major religion or a smaller religion, all acknowledge that there are some kind of discarnate beings that are here, uh, benevolent beings that are here to support, to act as messengers, and to really just support humans. So, uh, so how you want to define that is really up to the eye of the beholder.
1: Prior to your angelic experiences years ago, were you a believer in angels?
0: Well, I wouldn't. I was a disbeliever, but I think like many people, I associated them with things in the Bible, like uh, beings in the Bible, and oh, you know, angels and wings, and isn't it wonderful? Little
1: harps and doing their little music, huh?
0: Exactly, just really kind of off somewhere else, not here with me, but somewhere else doing their, you know, playing harps and singing beautiful songs or something. But yeah, I didn't really have a a uh, philosophy on that, a a true philosophy. I I was open to the notion, you know, when I went to this healing or this angel reader, I was open to the notions of angels, but I didn't actually at the time realize how practical and fantastical and miraculous and right here, right now, angels really are.
1: And of course, when you talk about the angels biblically, you got to bring up the fallen angels, the evil ones, they exist too then.
0: Uh, Yes, and you know what's so interesting? Uh, Some angel folk don't believe in in the dark side, and I don't know if I didn't, again, I didn't necessarily disbelieve it, but it was through the work and working with the angels, especially when I was starting to be called to do angel healing and and start to teach about angels when I was sitting in sessions with people I would see intuitively of course this dark a uh, dark presence with them and it's through the you know thousands of sessions that I have done and through <laughs> really interesting experiences that now at this stage I definitely acknowledge that there is for sure a darkness and this is why it's so important in many ways for us to know about angels because I believe that many of us are kind of under this dark Dark influence without knowing you know for me wanting to die for most of my life I have a, I, I really believe that a lot of that was because I was polluted and kind of fallen under the spell of this, this dark energy
1: aren't you glad you didn't do anything foolish
0: Ah, yeah, oh, my gosh. George, let me tell you, I tried in many different ways, not directly, but I, I engaged in all kinds of ridiculously high-risk behavior. Reckless, I, right? I was so reckless. I can't even believe I'm here. Uh, and, and, uh, and, yeah, so, yeah, phew, that was a close one, George.
1: That was yeah. a close one. Uh, you never go back to that again. Unbelievable.
0: No, <laughs> no that, that, that's over. And I actually, every day now, I, as opposed to uh, rejecting the day, I really, uh, I you know, it's just the, the marked difference from the time that miracle happened. That was just the first miracle, but really the biggest miracles is what happened in my life, in my heart, in my mind, um, my my desire to not just survive but thrive, and also now. Uh, witnessing and watching and hearing about the stories of the thousands of lives that I get to work with all around the world now and, and their testimony and what's happening for them.
1: Well, did you ever think you'd be on a national radio show talking to millions of people <laughs> it's ridiculous. 15 years no. ago? No, of course not.
0: <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. And this is, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is proof that angels are real.
1: This is why I don't rule out angels, because... One, we don't even really know how the universe started. We don't understand how we got here. And I'm not talking about the religious aspects, because that makes things easier, if you want to just believe in a God and how we got created. But I'm talking about scientifically. We really don't know any of this stuff. So to me, without having answers like that, the angel realm is entirely possible, because it could be all part of this stuff.
0: Uh, absolutely. And I think that that's such an important point, because so many of us walk away from these possibilities because we associate them with a specific religion that maybe we don't like or we've rejected. And, uh, and so it's so important to just, you know, what if? Keep the what if mind, and really the, the book, The Angel Experiment, it's really that. It's an, it's an experiment. It's okay to have uh, a little skepticism, but what if it is real, and then what?
1: My favorite movie, as we get close to Christmas, I always play a little clip on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. It's From a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart, where he inherited his father's failing bank, and he was all depressed, and people were blaming him for bank improprieties. And so he decided he was going to kill himself. And he's on a a bridge on a very cold, wintry night, ready to jump into this icy river, and he sees somebody in the water screaming for help and he's you know some help I'm drowning help and he he jumps into the frigid water and saves that person pulls him out and the person ends up being his angel and he was sent down from heaven to make him this guy George Bailey played by Jimmy Stewart mm-hmm. to realize what life would be like had he jumped and killed himself. So the angels taking him back into life, in, into his life, without him being alive, showing what would happen to certain things. And it was uncanny. His brother would have died in an ice accident. He was the one when you know they were like 10, 11 years old that he plucked him out of the water. Had he not been there, the kid would have drowned. And, I mean, he went through this incredible thing. It was one of the best movies I've ever seen. My mother made me watch it as, as a 7-year-old. Wow. And, I, and I watch it every year. It's a tradition for me. Um, when people come out over for Christmas or I go over there for a little bit before I have to go do the radio show, I put this movie on all the time. It's like running 24-7 that day. Um, one of the most remarkable things. And, and I think angels did that to you, too. They saved you that way.
0: Yeah, well, what that's, I just have to say that's so beautiful what you just shared. Have you, have you
1: seen that movie yet?
0: Yeah, I actually have, but it's so young. I think I must have been seven or eight. So I yeah. need to go back to go, it.
1: Go get it again and watch it. It's one yeah, of the best.
0: And, you know, I just, I'm feeling actually really touched by, by that. And I, I think that that's something that um, that I don't often reflect on. Uh, but I, I, and for all of us, I don't think we realize the impact that we have on the people closest to us, and there's something so beautiful about working with spirit, working with angels, and really opening up your heart to the gratitude of not just life, but your life, that really puts those things in perspective.
1: Can a human be an angel to another human?
0: Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. I think angels come in all different shapes and sizes.
1: Because I've heard people say to other people, you're my angel.
0: Yeah, you know? yes, absolutely. Again, it's you know, angels can come in all, all different shapes and sizes, and it's really up to the eye of the beholder. But you know when it's happening when it's happening.
1: You sure do. It's pretty dramatic, isn't it?
0: It's pretty dramatic.
1: <laughs> but back to the demons. I don't want to dwell on them too much, but they are real. They're out there. And are they trying to negate the work of an angel?
0: Well, I don't know. You know, from my perspective, I haven't necessarily seen them do it out of rebellion against angels. My sense when I when I encounter the dark is they essentially feed off of suffering of humans. So I, I feel like their focus, the ones that I encounter, they're in a sense um, gaining life through the suffering of and pain of humans. And so it comes down even to our negative thoughts. Our negative feelings and our negative actions that that uh, the, the 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 dark side really tends to enjoy, and I believe there's different kinds of darkness. There's there's you know I, conscious entities, but there's also this. I feel unconscious. Uh, almost like clouds or even i would just want to you know say dog poo in our environment it's like invisible and so we're walking through this this crust and we accidentally unconsciously take this into our mind and body and it freezes up our light system in our body it freezes clouds over our heart our mind so there's a lot of different um, ways to look at darkness um, and and it, it it, but as long as we kind of have have this perception that wait is this is this my dark thought or is this something else and if it's something else you know no one no one or no thing has the right to hijack your mind to hijack your sovereignty and i think mo- more people need to consider these options
1: as a catholic uh, growing up i was uh, raised on you know talking about angels and discussions like that and we were always told we had an assigned guardian angel. Do you agree with that?
0: Uh, Yes, I I have never met someone that didn't have uh, some kind of uh, angel with them, some kind of helper spirit, and that's people who come from all walks of life. I've worked with with prostitutes, with drug addicts, and uh, you know, with all kinds of folks, and and CEOs, and, uh, and and everyone that we have met always has a support team, and it's not necessarily just one. Uh, and it's not just angels. So, I, as much as I talk about angels, I believe in allies in general, and those can include ancestors, sometimes star beings, and uh, whoever else wants to show up on behalf of this person.
1: What are the demons trying to do to us, Corin?
0: Yeah, I think they're tr- they're again tapping in to our good juju and and sucking, sucking our life force uh, in a way. But I also feel that some of us unconsciously hire them to help us suffer more. So if our, if our dominating thoughts or dominating feelings are fear-based or negative or paranoid, then you are essentially calling beings into your field that are going to help you with that. So I, I feel like, It's not that hard to hack the system, but you do have to be conscious of it and conscious of your thoughts, and I believe do everything you can to align yourself with the lighter frequency, which is why I wrote this book, uh, because it helps us, in a sense, detox from the negativity and from the beings, and it helps us make make us more resilient to these kinds of forces. Amazing.